Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back. As we are reaching the end of this month, this is, you know, the first month of the year, I wonder if you're still as optimistic about your New Year's resolutions as you were on, say, day three of this year. (laughs) Um, So if you're listening and saying, yeah, I am already frustrated or I am struggling, I want to remind you that you were created to thrive in the places that God has called you to. So take time to visit Janae's website. It's JanaeShatleyCamp.com and learn more about her coaching that can help you set and reach goals that you have for this year. That's right. Any place where you're stuck, you're frustrated, I'm for you. It's always good to have someone in your court being that sounding board, holding you accountable and being resource, you know, giving and providing resources that you might not have thought of or been able to do on your own. Yes. So I love that. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end as well. So, okay, let's let's jump into today's podcast because um, we're going to talk through some ideas that I don't know. I I don't normally go towards having these conversations, the idea of watching and of waiting. And we're basing this on Psalm 59.9, which reads, You are my strength. I wait for you to rescue me. For you, O God, are my fortress. Now, Janae, the blog this, this week starts with the question, do you find it frustrating that God is never in a hurry? Mm-hmm. Um, and even as I read that, it made me smile because... I realize God is rarely, if ever, on my timetable. Uh, so, Janae, are you and God always in sync on, like, appropriate scheduling of things to happen? I mean, of course not. All I can hear is Veruca's voice in that original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and her voice saying, I want it now, Daddy. I want it now. I mean, like, we want it now. I don't want it yesterday. I don't have to wait two (laughs) minutes, right? That impulse that rises from within us that drives that impatience. But on the other hand, our struggles are real. Mm -hmm. Not the materialistic kind of impatience that is depicted by Veruca or by our impatience, say, like, when is that Amazon package going to arrive? Yeah, I ordered it, was, it an hour ago. Exactly. <laughs> but real life struggles. Who wants to wallow and sit in their pain? Nobody wants to do that. And that seems reasonable, right? That we would want to hurry up and move through that. Mm. So, Amy, can you think of a time when waiting was a struggle for you? Well, I feel like there's a few that I could talk about, but the one that stands out to me the most um, is around our struggle to get pregnant and then the loss of our first pregnancy. Uh, Growing up as an adopted child, one of my deepest desires was to have a child. Um, And I don't know if that resonates with anybody, but there's just this idea that they would look like me and that that was really important to me. Um, Fast forward to getting married and me and my husband decide we'd hold off on kids for a little while thinking we want to enjoy time together. We want to travel. We want to be able to do things. Well, what started is, hey, we'll put this on hold for maybe four or even five years, turned into waiting pretty, pretty long. Um, We realized that we were not conceiving. And after many months, I went to the doctor and they told me that I fit the definition of someone who is infertile. And I just remember thinking there is literally nothing in my life that I want more than this one thing. And um, I worked at a church at the time. I served God. I loved God. My whole life was devoted to God. And yet I feel like 
in those moments, I, I looked at him, I was like, are you being cruel? Or are you just uncaring? Like, why would you not move on my behalf in this? Right. Um, but this time of waiting brought me to this whole new level of faith and trust in God. And it wasn't easy. I had to fight for those things. I had to choose to believe things about God that he says are true. And then two years later, the miraculous happens and I get pregnant. And I mean, I praised God for all he had done and his faithfulness only to a month later after, of course, we told everybody, um, I lost the pregnancy. So hard. And I remember walking into church. It still brings tears to my eyes that very next week and struggling to sing those songs of praise about how faithful God is. Um, And I feel like in that pain, I actually crumbled to like the next level of God moving on my behalf. I told the Lord that even if I never conceived again, I would choose to love him and I would choose to trust him. I would wait on him and watch for his faithfulness in my life. Uh, And I am thankful that I was able to have my daughter conceived one more time. And and I have Hannah from that. And even um, her name is a reminder of that waiting and trusting and asking and praying to the Lord and that she's not mine. But that she belongs to him. Yeah, like Hannah in the Bible. Exactly. Um, But I know the only way to survive that dark and difficult waiting is to do what the psalmist says in our verse. It is to look to God for strength, to wait on him, knowing that he is our rescuer and our safe place. I know several people listening are totally resonating with your story. I know my sister, Mm. um, and she was never able to conceive. And so everyone has a different story, but it's such a great picture of there are real life struggles out there um, that roll on from day to day, month to month into years, and we're waiting for God to act and move, and it's hard. It's Mm -hmm. just hard. Mm -hmm. Well, I would like to talk about the word wait in our verse. In Psalm 59.9, the Hebrew word for wait is shamar. I go more into the word in detail on the blog, but the word is much richer than wait in the sense of being patient or stopping or maybe taking a break, as one might think when you hear the word wait. So we are not just hanging out on the beach while (laughs) God finally does his thing. Shamar is more like a watchful waiting. Mm. So the translation that you read earlier was out of the New Living Translation, but the English version translates it this way. Oh, my strength, I will watch for you, Mm. for you, oh God, are my fortress. So you can see where waiting can also be translated as watching or watch. And waiting in this context then brings about this idea of active. There's something happening here. I'm not just sitting idly by, Mm -hmm. slathering myself in suntan oil. But there's something else going on. And it reminds me of like building muscles when you're working out and you're focusing on strength training. Well, and to anybody listening, it is January. So if, (laughs) if you're like me and you decide to go to the gym this month for the first time in a long time, You also probably couldn't maybe walk for a few days because instead of like the beauty of waiting is that it's a growing thing. Right. I probably should not have tried the weights that I tried because then I could not move. 
And instead, I had not built up these muscles yet. Yes. So it's uncomfortable. Waiting is uncomfortable. And like with strength training, once you get to a certain point, then you start building muscles by adding weight. And over time, though, what happens is you get stronger and stronger. In verse 10 of Psalm 59, the psalmist mentions that the strength that comes from waiting is a gift that God gives us Mm. when we turn to him. So with each passing day or month or year that we wait, we are strengthened over becoming weary. And, you know, these seasons aren't seasons we hope to experience, right? Like as we're talking about this, if you're listening and you're in a similar season or you've walked through one like this, we know that God is doing more than we can know in this waiting as we sit in this broken world. These things aren't supposed to be happening, but they are. And so what is God doing as we wait? Um, It makes me think of a set of verses from Isaiah 40 that you've probably seen on t-shirts or the front of journals. Um, They're pretty popular, but also so full of encouragement in the waiting. So let me read beginning with verse 28. I'm going to read through 31. And I'm reading from the NLT here. And I love it because I'm a bit more familiar with another version. And so sometimes if you've read something over and over, if you change to a different version, it gives you fresh ears. Right. And so that's how I feel like I've, I've received this verse. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That is so good. And I love how God is the one who does not grow weak or weary. And God is the one who empowers us to keep going when we turn to him. And it says that but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Mm-hmm. I love that because we need that, don't we? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're on year five, yeah. you need some new strength. You need something new, a, f- a fresh wind to come in and carry you through. And this isn't just pull up your bootstraps and strap back on that same strength that you have worn. <laughs> you've worn it out. You know, it is exhausted. This is brand new, God created strength. Right. And so another aspect of exercising is endurance. Yes. (laughs) So the Still working on building that too. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I hate endurance days. Um, So the strength, though, the stronger you become, helps you endure. Mm. And that's what both of those play into waiting. Yes. Um, So, but the turning and the trusting, when the waiting turns into years, how do we wait? Mm. Isn't that the question? You know, yeah. what does that look like? So in the blog, there are four points on how we watchfully wait. They all conveniently begin with the letter A. Well, like in all important Christian truths, right? We've <laughs> exactly. got to have alliteration. Yeah, yeah. So it's a teaching thing. <laughs> so the four points are watching is active. Mm-hmm. Watching is attuned, 
watching is attentive, and watching anticipates. Mm. And since your name begins with the letter A. Obviously. (laughs) Which one jumps out at you? (laughs) Um, I would say the attentive. You know, on the blog, you say watching is attentive to what God is currently doing. This, This question about like, okay, so we're struggling in this area, but what can I be thankful for now, even right now in my struggle? Where is God already moving? And I think about the times where I want God to move so much in this one area that I become hyper-focused on that one thing. And while I'm waiting, there's like a tornado of blessing and grace happening behind me, and I don't hear it, and I don't see it, because all of my focus is in one place. And I think that's where even this idea of renewing our minds comes from in Romans 12. Like, again, refresh, renew, change your perspective by being attentive to how God is moving in all the places in my life and praise him for those things. What about you, Janae? Well, I am drawn to anticipates. One of the reflective questions at the end of the blog asks, which of the watchful points could use some work. Mm. Anticipation is the one that needs some work in my life. And what that looks like for me is I want to take the area of my life where I am waiting and anticipate that God will work, Mm. that he will. He's going to work. I want to be a woman of faith who can wait from a place of victory, knowing that my God is at work. And I have that assurance Regardless of the outcome, he promises he will bring it out for good. And that reminds me of Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, which says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, there that is again, and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So, but here's the kicker. If... I will sit myself down and have this faith conversation with myself and look at those promises that apply to my situation and trust him. I mean, really trust him. Trust him enough that I am thinking I'm winning. I'm going to win this. Something good is going to come from this. How is that going to change my behavior right now? Is it going to influence? And I think if we know we're going to win, if there's going to be victory assured ahead. It's not a sense of a call to be lazy or laid back, going back to that beach scene again. Mm -hmm. But it's that proactive motivation, that energy, that encouragement that I can come from and make more proactive, maybe even risk-taking decisions in the now, in the waiting, because I trust that God has my back. That's really good. You know, it even makes me think of like, you know, when you see a team take the field and you can tell that they are confident that the outcome is going to go their way because they have worked hard and they are, they're solid as a team. Like there's just a different energy about people who are confident about the outcome versus people that are shaken and unsure as they enter into whatever the circumstances. Yeah. And it also, when you said that, that made me think too, um, the nonverbals. You know, if someone is confident the way they carry themselves, not a cocky confidence, but a confidence, their shoulders are, you know, shaped up and not droopy, um, maybe standing a little taller. Eye contact. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those things demonstrate a 
confidence versus a lack of confidence. And when you roll that over into the waiting imagery, so when we trust God in confidence, then we're going to move forward with that boldness that would come rather than shrinking back Mm -hmm. and our shoulders folding forward and that kind of thing. That's so good. You know, Janae, it's like you've begun this coaching business that you feel like God has called you to, that you have, he has given you a gift to help people thrive and reach this place. And if I sat down going, okay, I would like some coaching from Janae. And then you sat in front of me and were like, well, I think maybe, or God, you know, what if, if you're not sitting in the knowledge that God has called you to this thing, even though it's big and it's scary and you're waiting as he brings you people to help. If you don't stand there with confidence talking to me about this, then then nobody's going to walk forward with that. Right. Who's Nobody gonna... wants a wishy-washy coach. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I really, I mean, this hits home in so many areas of my life, but definitely in the coaching, because I, I think about this and I have started, uh, you know, thinking about this more okay, I I am trusting God has given this to me. Mm -hmm. It is mine. Do I have the amount of clients? Do I have it built? Do I have everything in its place where I want it perfectly yet? No, but I'm not going to shrink back. Exactly. You know, and Hebrews talks about that. We are not people who shrink back, you know. So where is it in your life, you know, to start thinking about that in your life as far as waiting and watchful? Yeah, whether it's the healing of a relationship, the the forward movement of something that's important in your life, we just we have to choose how we respond today with the anticipation that God will act. Um, in fact, I'd love for everyone to kind of leave this conversation with a question in their mind: How can I be more watchful? Um, if you need some ideas on that, go check out the blog, godswordgiveshope.com. Janae digs into this idea in um, in more detail. And if this is your first time listening with us, we're not, we're not talking about what's on the blog. The blog has other important information that goes along and really complement this conversation. And so if you've listened to this and you want to go deeper, go check out godswordgiveshope.com. Now to leave you with another scripture that provides encouragement in this waiting. 2 Peter 3, 8 through 9. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. If you've enjoyed this podcast, take a moment and share it with others. You can do that through Facebook, liking it on your podcast platform of choice, and leaving a review. Help us get the word out that God's word gives hope. And don't forget to visit godswordgiveshope.com to dig deeper on today's passage. And again, if you're interested in more details on coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. Take care.